Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson, belly up to the bar here. It is Twitter Thursday. You've reached the Locked On NFL podcast. We're brought to you by SeatGeek today. Uh, many of you have tweeted me, at WilliamsonNFL. Um, we are going to get into those momentarily, but I just had to pick my daughter up at school. She is sick. She's upstairs not looking so hot. Um, so this isn't going to be a real long show. I need to get back up and tend to her. But we will certainly talk. take a few of your questions. Uh, two offensive tackles in the news today for not good reasons, but not unexpected. Uh, Brandon Albert is released from the Dolphins and Ryan Clady uh, as well with the Jets. Uh, again, these guys were once high-quality left tackles. They're just too expensive uh, we've talked about these guys at length. Uh, I actually just wrote an article saying how the Jets need blown up. You and I have talked about that quite a bit. Um, and in Miami, it sets up pretty well. I mean, obviously, Tunsil's ready-made to move to you know left tackle. Uh, a great prospect was really impressive at guard. But it opens a hole then for Miami at guard. So, easier than finding a left tackle. I would imagine these guys both get picked up, but at much lesser rates. Okay, Dale, Dale, Dale asks, is Fairley, Nick Fairley, worth $9.5 million per year? Sounds a little rich to me. But he has a skill that few do, and that is an interior pass rusher. Um, he's your nickel defensive tackle you know, which is 62 thirds percent of the snaps nowadays and very effective in that role. Uh, he can wear down at times. I don't think you want to play him too many snaps. And he's not terrible against the run, but if you just keep him doing what he does well, he's certainly an asset and there's not a lot like him out there, like I said. So maybe that seems a little pricey, but maybe, you know, that I... Again, I would say it's close. I would say it's close. But he's somebody you like to have, certainly on third and long, that's for sure. Joshua Carlson asks, or he, he, he says, I believe that there will not be a QB taken in the top 10 of this year's draft. I'll take that bet, Josh. The more I study, and I urge you to check out yesterday's show talking about defensive backs, that was really good. That was a lot of fun. It's a really good defensive back class, both a corner and safety. Uh, the more I look into it, I very much believe there's not a quarterback that I think is one of the top 10 prospects, but that's not the question. You know, there's just too many teams in that section that need somebody. I very much think that one or two will go in the top 10, which again worries me. I mean, it, this draft class reminds me of the year Cam Newton came out and went first overall. And if you recall, that class was awesome. Tyron Smith, J.J. Watt. I'm talking like top 10 guys. You know, really the whole first round. But 
Julio Jones, a, you know, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson, like I said, Smith and Watt, uh, superstars. Even Alden Smith was really good. The only teams that really missed were the ones that went after quarterbacks outside of Newton. You know, Ponder and Locker and Gabbert. And I wonder if this year's draft's going to be similar. You know, just uh, the teams that miss, I think, could miss on QBs. Art Vandelay. I was just actually watching Seinfeld last night. The, the one where Putty tells Elaine he's go, she's going to hell. It was phenomenal. So good. Anyways. I always say anyways. Anyway is really the, the word. You guys need to correct me on that. Anyway. Art Vandelay asks, do you think Dallas goes after any defensive ends in free agency? That's their biggest need is edge pass rush. I think they like Malik Collins. I'm going to write an article about that as an interior guy to maybe get some push um, between Lawrence and, you know, the, the, they have some ends, but they don't have the end. That is their number one need. But more so than any team in the league, they have cap problems and they have a lot of their secondary hitting free agency that they can't afford just to have them walk away. I think they'll lose Leary. I think they'll lose Terrence Williams. They have some needs on offense. It'd be nice to have a tight end. They got to add a wide receiver next to Dez if you lose Terrence Williams. You know, you're going to lose Romo, but that's not going to open up a ton of cap space. You definitely need edge pass rush. I think there's a better chance that they draft one in a very good edge class in the first round than go out and get a big, you know, a high-priced item considering their uh, cap situation, which is very problematic. Um, I mentioned SeatGeek. They're our sponsor today. They are the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games or any game, really. I just use them to get hockey tickets. I'm going on Sunday with my son to Penns. I think they're playing the Wings. Um, to see up close in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium or arena for biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. And I now have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere. And with just a few taps, can instantly find seats for this weekend, as I did, or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket. Because SeatGeek prices compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop. But SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to add, wants to help you get the most bang for your buck, and that's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. And I used that too; that was really cool. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, my listeners or your podcast hosts gets a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So. Get your $20 rebate by doing this. Download the SeatGeek app. And then you go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Then you enter the code LONFL. And boom, you will get a $20 check in the mail right after that from SeatGeek. So it's good stuff. I urge you to check it out. So at Evil Closet Monkey, another show I like a lot. He gets goes by M, but between Megatron and Sanders, Barry Sanders, has any team more thoroughly wasted generational talents than the Lions? That's pretty well said. I can't come up with any. You know, I mean, 
doesn't even mean you have to be back-to-back Super Bowl winners or a dynasty or anything, but boy, they sure didn't win many playoff games when you have really, really special offensive weapons. Uh, I think that's a good point. I don't have a lot to add to it, but I think you're dead on that that is certainly noteworthy from um, one of the worst organizations really since the NFL started. Tyler Weber, he asked me, think Andre Ellington will land a starting job somewhere. He's currently the backup in Arizona running back. Uh, No. I never loved him, to be honest with you, even at his best, and I understand why people liked him. I always thought he was a complimentary player. I don't think there are that many needs. Teams in the league right now that are in desperate need of a starting running back, I don't know that he'd be an upgrade for any of them anyways. Um, Not to mention there is a wealth of them coming out in the draft, and there's probably 10 or 12 running backs in the draft that I would rather have than Andre Ellington. So the short answer is no. So, Sylvester Valderrama asked me, does the Raiders' young talent and success last year make them a destination for veterans trying to get a ring? I think the answer is very much yes. You know, that that's a balloon going upwards that you want to jump on now and be a part of with that young core. They still have money to spend, which is nice if you're a free agent, obviously, too. You want to get paid. And and I think they will spend plenty Obviously, times have changed a great deal. It used to be that the Raiders had to overpay heavily to get, you know, attractive free agents to come their way. I don't think that's the case now. I think people will be calling them and interested in certainly joining the Raiders. I would think at this stage they're still the um, the favorite in the AFC West to win that division and therefore get to the playoffs and yeah, New England's good and Pittsburgh's good, but it wouldn't shock me at all if the Raiders end up being the best team in the AFC next year. Um, so, yeah, if you're an att- attractive free agent, I like it. I like it a lot. Sean Frazier asked me, where do you see Adrian Peterson playing in 2017, and do you think he has a couple productive seasons left? I don't know. Um, I wish we would have seen more of him this year to judge what he has left. And his offensive line was so bad. But even when he played, he wasn't effective. So there's a little buyer beware there. And, and we all know that he's a freak. And I'm sure he's not falling off the cliff and stinks all of a sudden. I immediately think the Patriots, though. You know, that they move on from Blunt. You bring in Peterson to be that power back. They don't ask him to catch the ball anyways, which he doesn't do well. How about that fit? How about Green Bay as Eddie Lacy's replacement next to Montgomery? Now, that's kind of nice, too. How about Carolina if they move on from Jonathan Stewart, who could be a cap cut? I think those are all possibilities. I'd still keep coming back to the, the Patriots, though. It just seems like such a Belichick move. To, yeah, we'll bring you in on a pretty good deal. You've made a ton of money. Now you want to try to get a ring. I like that a lot. From an older tweet, also Evil Closet Monkey asked, when you do your best wide receivers of all time list, where does Don Hudson rank? How do you compare his stats to today or even the 80s? That's a tough one. Um, I was born in 1973, so really didn't even hear stories about him growing up. You know, I mean, you heard about the guys from the 70s and, you know, obviously the 80s, you got to see yourself. 
Uh, I, I have all the respect in the world for him, and I think that you could even make the argument that he's second, considering what he did when judged against their peers. And I really think in any sport, that's the best way to judge you know, who's the best pitcher of all time, who's the best hitter of all time, best basketball player, was how much did you dominate your era and your peers of the day, not if you stuck Don Hudson on the Packers today, how good would he be? I mean, that, that doesn't work that way. You know, like Jack Ham wouldn't even get drafted today. You know, I mean, so to me, that doesn't work. It's just the game's changed so much that how much were you a dominant player of your era? How much better were you than the average wide receiver? And from what I gather and what I've studied and seen on NFL films and obviously secondhand, thirdhand information, he's about as impressive as any receiver ever. So I, I think that, but still, if I'm ranking all-time wide receivers, I'll probably take the easy way out and not even mention them, to be honest with you. And we'll just talk about receivers of the day. I know that's crappy, but, you know, I probably wouldn't rank Y.A. Tittle or Red Grange either. You know, just, uh, it's so much different. I mean, the game is so much different then, and I honestly don't feel I'm educated enough to honestly speak about how good they were compared to the players around them. So, that's that. Jason, at JPEG, asks, with franchise tags starting to get applied... What team has the hardest of decision of who to use the tag for? I think Tuesday we talked about these. Um, the Chiefs come to mind because they have to pick between Don Terry Poe and Barry. A lot of beat reporters and things make that sound like it's a tough decision. I don't think it is. I think you take Barry over Poe for sure. Even though he gets inflated in his second year back-to-back franchise tags. Still, I think you give it to Barry. I mean, I think there's some teams out there that have tough decisions to use it or not. Uh, Dante Hightower, Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, Tuesday, we talked about that. So go back and check that out. I mean, uh, we kind of go over all the possibilities of franchise tagging. And, and that's going to happen uh, over the next few days for sure, too. We'll get more and more uh, along those lines. Uh, D-Man at 84 asks, who do the Raiders pick up in free agency? And we talked about them being a, a, a place people are going to want to go. Uh, there's a chance they move on from Dan Williams, their big nose tackle type. There's a lot of really exciting, if nose tackles can be exciting. Nose tackles are exciting to me. I don't know if they're exciting to you or not, but big fat dudes that clog the middle. Um, Hankins, Poe, Baker, not all of them are you know dead on nose tackles, but Brandon Williams. There's six or seven of those types out there. I think the Raiders would be a good landing spot for one of them. I absolutely think their biggest need is a is a, a second-level linebacker, leader, every-down player. They're Luke Keekley, and Luke Keekley doesn't grow on trees. But uh, maybe that comes in the draft. Maybe you move up and get Foster, somebody along those lines. I don't think there's a free agent linebacker that jumps off the page as a Pro Bowl type guy, you know, so, um, but that's at the direction I would be looking for for them. On offense, I would love to see them upgrade over Murray at the running back position. Maybe Adrian Peterson, maybe Eddie Lacy, maybe Leonard Fournette, maybe Delvin Cook, you know, something like that. Um, a slot type receiver also makes some sense to me for the Raiders. However, um, uh, someone that had tweeted back to me yesterday, Doug Veach, who knows the stuff, 
um, had said maybe Crabtree, as he ages, moves to the slot, and you find you know a burner on the outside is the answer of how to finagle, put those puzzle pieces together of the Raider receivers. I kind of like that, you know, a long strider, deep threat, make Al Davis, you know, smile from his grave, uh, put him on the perimeter opposite Cooper, and then move Crabtree to the inside. That's a pretty good setup there. You know, it would obviously make you faster and more dynamic at two spots. But I also think they could use the Welker type and leave Crabtree where he is. So, uh, secondary could use a little bit of work, but all in all, I mean, the Raiders are in pretty good shape, and what's nice about their needs is they're not real hard to find. You know, slot receivers and nose tackles and linebackers and running backs. I mean, they're not break-the-bank positions. That's going to do it. I'm going to get back up and tend to my daughter, who looks like crap. I don't feel so great myself. Uh, tomorrow, uh, stay tuned. I'm not sure exactly what we'll do tomorrow, but we'll probably break down a team in detail. Over and out. Take care. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17